0: voice of Orthodox Christianity. This program is sponsored by the United Orthodox Churches of Michiana. The purpose of this Christian program is to offer you, the listening audience, the opportunity to enjoy a 2,000 year Christian tradition of the Holy Orthodox Christian Church. We pray that it will be edifying, informative, comforting, and that it will strengthen your faith, commitment, and love for our Lord Christ and the one holy Catholic and Amstelic Church that he founded and is head of.
1: is risen indeed his reason. risen this is father Mile from saints peter and paul serbian orthodox church of south bend dear brothers and sisters in christ everyday life of our ancestors revolved around the liturgy the church calendar and festive celebrations by the power of the holy spirit and through the hard work of the orthodox missionaries some of their former pagan beliefs and practices were christianized and transfigured into something educational and beneficial for their spiritual growth. Let us examine and reflect on some of them that occur during the bright week. The bright week is often called the white week because it is a fast-free week. It is also called a clumsy week. According to the ethnic calendar, bright Monday, svetli ponedeljak, is the beginning of the empty week a people in the region of timok river offer prayers to be preserved from emptiness or fruitlessness of the fields bright or water tuesday Vodeneuter, is the day for rest since it is the part of pascha feast when liturgy is celebrated since it occurs in spring people in Shumadia on this day pray for gentle showers much needed for growth of grains and fruits that is the day when the moon decreases, and our predecessors abstain from beginning any major work. Lytias and processions are essential parts of Pascha and Pascha after feast liturgical celebrations. But on Bright Wednesday, that is also called Blackened Wednesday, Garavasreda, different processions took place. Young bachelors used to have their faces blackened with coal or ash and form a procession through the villages carrying rugs and logs, showing everyone that they are in 30s and not married. This was a custom in Banat and southeastern Serbia until World War II. In Fruška Gora, young maids used to form processions as well, kraljice, while bachelors were pouring wine on the streets calling themselves joyful brethren, vesela These customs reflected a healthy awareness about the necessity and importance of the holy matrimony among Serbs. Bright Thursday is also called Green Thursday, Zeleni Četvrtak, just like a Tuesday of the Renewal Week and many other days before the Feast of the Ascension of Our Lord. Being concerned about the fruitfulness, people used to abstain from major works in the field while offering prayers to the Creator. That was natural and easy to understand because the reserves of food were low during the early spring season and faith and hope were placed in God's hands. Friday after Pascha is called white, gentle or clumsy because it is fast free and comes after the longest and probably the oldest fasting period. On this day church celebrates the dedication of the Church of the Mother of God which is called the Life-giving Spring located outside of Constantinople. The most common name for this Friday in Serbia and Bosnia is Istocni or One of the Spring. According to the custom people were going to the local springs and streams for ritual washing or cleansing early in the morning. Written sources from Bosnia indicate that this was done on Bembasha, east of Sarajevo, on the stream called Pienkovac. Faithful believed that this was good for health, because the Mother of God washed Christ's wounds in the same manner. After that, people were going on Borak, sunny side of Trebević hill, for lunch and social hour. Bright Saturday is called Covered Saturday, Zaklopita, subota in Levač and Temnić, and it was observed by women in memory of those who lie asleep in the Lord. Men were not shaved on that day, neither did they cut their hair, as a sign of reflection on death. Since the royal doors were open until Thomas Sunday or Antipascha, our predecessors believed that those who die on that day go directly to the Kingdom of Heaven. On the Tuesday of St. Thomas week, church calls to remembrance in Paschal joy, all those who have died from the beginning of the ages in faith in hope of resurrection. On the eighth day of Pascha people used to go to the cemeteries to remove clods from graves or to do the cemetery cleanup on the eve of the first day of the church's commemoration of the dead. That is why this day is called cloded monday. Pobusani, Ponedeljak. In Gruja it is known as a Pascha feast of the dead and the faithful give pomens and prepare memorial meals dacha. Beside the insensation of the graves and lighting of candles, the faithful color the eggs just like for Pascha and take them to the cemeteries. That is why this feast is known as a Little Pascha or Young Easter in Polje in Herzegovina. In Banat and on Fruska Gora this day was celebrated solemnly and it was known as Kumovis Day, On this day, people are honoring their kumovi and they make decisions who their kumovi are going to be. We can see that Christ's likeness, death and resurrection, reconciliation with God and his creation and moral prosperity of the society were the priorities. Let it be so with us who look for salvation under the shelter of the church in the modern world. Christ is risen indeed
2: his reason.
3: But dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ is in our midst. Our Lord said, I desire mercy or charity and not sacrifice. We talk about compassion within our Christian faith. The Word of God tells us that our role in terms of us and others is one, to love, and have compassion. Or no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Faced with the sufferings of others and with the sin of others, the true and genuine Christian needs to first of all have the look of compassion, then words of consolation, and then works of healing, caring, and forgiveness. If anyone St. John says, has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him. How can the love of God be in him? This is echoed in the words of St. James, the holy apostle. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well. Keep warm and well fed. But does nothing about his physical needs. What good is it? The first urgency in the presence of suffering and grief is to relieve it. A contemporary Orthodox theologian has emphasized that we can only have genuine and effective compassion if we have a genuine relationship with Christ. In our own lives, Jesus is our living and permanent reference. He is at the same time the giver of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit. In him the heart serves the apprenticeship of prayer, and through it the apprenticeship of love, agape. I learn love when the mysterious transfer of my my, becomes me to the centrality of Christ occurs. When I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. When it is no longer I who pray, but the Spirit who prays in me. And when it is no longer I who love, but the Father who loves in me. When we follow the path of Jesus, we learn how to offer our own hearts to God. It is then that the heart opens and fortifies itself in the spirit of compassion. The human being is able to be filled with the misery of the world, to carry it on his or her shoulders, and to lay it down before the throne of God. But our hearts, my dear friends, are weak and inconstant, giving up we tend to close up, to protect ourselves from suffering, which is always too great, to ignore or forget it. Nevertheless, the same heart is called to love, to compassion, to mercy, Alios. It can only respond to this call by merging into the heart of Jesus Christ that requires, as a precondition, a purification, an exercising of the evil that is in us, in all its forms. The evil in the world can be exercised and burned only to the extent that the roots of evil which lie in our own hearts are exercised, banished and burned up, consumed in the face to face with Jesus, his cross and his spirit. Those that love and have compassion do not miss out. They get back a lot more than what they give Saint Silwan the Athonite puts it as follows, I will not hide from you the things for which the Lord gives his grace. I entreat you, love one another, and you will behold the mercy of the Lord. Let us love our fellow man, and the Lord will love us. Ask the Lord for strength to love your brother, and then you will see that there is peace in your soul. With all your might, ask the Lord for humanity and brotherly love, for to him who loves his brother, the Lord gives freely of his grace. Try yourself. One day ask God for brotherly love, and the next day live without love, without love, and you will see the difference. The spiritual fruits of love are manifest, peace and joy in the soul. All men will be dear to you, and you will shed abundant tears for your fellow man, and for everything that has breath and all creation. Often, a single sympathetic reading will work a happy change in the soul, and counterwise, one unfriendly look will result in grace and the love of God departing. When that happens, make haste to repent that the peace of God may return to your soul. If we love our brethren, with all our might, and strive to humble our soul, victory will be ours. For the Lord bestows his grace above above all for brotherly love. Father Porfidius would say that in our life, there's one thing worth striving for, love to worship God and to love our fellow man, for all of us to be one with Christ our head. Only in this way will we be granted grace, the kingdom of heaven, eternal life. Love towards others cultivates love for God. We are happy when we love all people mystically. No one can reach God if he does not first go through other people. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Let us love, let us sacrifice ourselves for others expecting nothing in return. In this way we become well balanced. Love that expects something in return is selfish. Such love is not genuine and pure. Above all is love. That which needs to concern us, my dear children, is love for others, for their spirit. Whatever we do, prayer, giving of advice, making suggestions, we need to do with love. Without love, prayer does not help. Advice hurts feelings. Suggestions do more harm. Others can feel it if we love them or not, and they will respond appropriately. Even if others have hurt us or have judged us harshly or done us an injustice, our role is to love them and be compassionate. If they have done us an injustice, even a huge one, we need to have the faith that God will bring justice. Our role is not to revenge or bring justice. Our role is to forgive Father Porfidius would say, Let us spread our love to all unselfishly, not caring about their stance. When the grace of God comes inside us, we will no longer care if they love us or not, or if they speak kindly to us. We will feel the need to love all. It is pride when we want others to speak kindly to us. Let us not get upset when they do not speak nicely to us. Let us allow others to speak as they want to us, Let us not be beggars for love. Our desire is to love and pray with all our heart for them. Then we will realize that they will love us without us seeking it, without us begging for their love. They will love us sincerely and freely from the depth of their heart and without pressure. God has boundless compassion for all of us, and our calling is to reach the likeness of God that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his Son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Even if we have progressed in the spiritual life, if we do not have compassion for our fellow man, and thus move unto selfless, unconditional, and unhypocritical works of love, we have not truly progressed. St. Paul made this clear. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, again, I again, nothing Today I want to speak to you on unconditional love. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. 1 John 4, 7-8 God is agape, God is love. This is the one and only confession about the nature of God in the Holy Scriptures. It is also clear from the scriptures and from simply observing the wonder of creation that the motivation for God behind creation redemption is Arapi, love. God creates everything visible and invisible out of nothing. Romans four seventeen and Hebrews eleven three. And this is so the Holy Father's taught us was out of his agape out of his love for all things and not by any provocation or necessity there was no motivation as to why he created except love and precisely love for mankind for whom he created the world the liturgy of saint basil the great and the only condition or expectation that god has from human beings is our love deuteronomy 6 5. from the very beginning god reveals his love as a communion of persons genesis 1:26 let us make a man let us make man in our image according to our likeness the human person the human being is also created in the image of god genesis 1:26 and thus according to the holy fathers our uh, the church is the only creature called to be like God by grace and therefore capable of knowing and sharing the love of god after the fall Mankind lost this love and fell out of communion with God. The prophet Jeremiah, lamenting the faithlessness of Israel after experiencing the darkest hour of his people with the destruction of the holy city, nevertheless hoped for salvation. He was convinced of God's faithful love. Thus says the Lord, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore I have continued my faithfulness to you. Jeremiah 31.3 this love, spoken of by the prophet, culminated and reached its fullest expression through the sending of God's Son to save the world through the cross on Golgotha. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should, not, should have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world might be saved through him. St. John 3:16 16-17. This mystery, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, reveals God's love for mankind in a most radical way through the Incarnation, Death and Resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a practical, concrete expression of agape through which human beings encounter the mystery of God the Father through the Son in the Holy Spirit, the cross, the tomb, the resurrection, and the third day Christians are called to offer themselves in reasonable worship to God who empties himself, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, for our salvation to offer themselves to their fellow human beings in imitation of this love which bears no expectation on the one who receives this love. To communicate this mystery, St. Paul preached one foolishness of the of the cross, 1 Corinthians 1:18), which reveals God's radical love or man and salvation by grace of every human person through faith, Romans three, twenty four, This saving faith being lived out and fulfilled through works of love, Galatians 5, 6. Of this knowledge of God through this other worldly love, Elder Perfidius wrote, love for Christ is something else. It is without end, without satiety. It gives life, it gives strength, it gives health, it gives, gives, gives. And the more it gives, the more the person wishes to fall in love. Shortly before his death, the Lord also gave this injunction to his disciples. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another, St. John thirteen thirty-four. Just before his death, Jesus forgave the penitent thief at his dying confession. St Luke 23:39 through 43 thus demonstrating the unconditional love of God for even the worst penitent sinner. At Pentecost the Holy Spirit our God was sent upon the church to guide her by making the love of the Lord present through the ages. St John 16:13 through 14 and visibly throughout the holy sacraments the same elder Profidius said that our relation to Christ is through agape, and it is through agape that we approach the Holy Mysteria, the sacraments. One way in which the Church describes this relationship through her divine liturgy and spirituality is through the New Testament metaphor of marriage. Christ is the bridegroom, the Church is his bride. With Christ, the heavenly bridegroom at the center, the life of the Christian changes. He enters into the mystery of death and resurrection of Christ through baptism and becomes one spirit with him. St. Paul said, It is no longer I who live, Christ lives in me. Galatians 2.20 God's agape is revealed to all who are willing to accept it through his word, through his creation, through the church as a gift. We are called to imitate this love in our life.
2: Αμήν. Πατέρων Κυρίε και Σώσον ημών.